We just, uh... You always say that. You always do the pause, too. That's a preface. That was, I mean, it's just carried over from, uh, from livestream. Your brand is pausing an ungodly amount of time between words. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the all-serious, very adult podcast. Hey, it's 9.45 on a Tuesday night, and I got a kink in my neck. Viewers, just don't listen, actually. It's a bad idea to listen to this show anymore. All we're going to hear about is Andy's Andy's issues. No, Wait, we're fine. Right before I pressed record, he was talking about a mole, and we're like trying to get him to put his <laughs> pants back on and all that. No, I got right. that. I got that taken care of. <laughs> this is also the part of the show where I open up way too much about myself personally. <laughs> we do have a chiropractor in the room. <laughs> Speaking of which, I am Mike Pridgen. I am Andy Kirkwood. And I'm Matt Supnick. And we're back. This is, uh, this won't be the first episode of season two, but this is the first thing we're actually recording for season two. Yeah. Which is really exciting that we're back. Um, we're back. Nice. You and me. Um, Matt, yeah. it's been, I, I saw you briefly years ago. Our schedules, we've been trying to get together for a while. And it just has never lined up to where we've been able to. Yeah, we've tried to coordinate a few and times. Every time I'm either out of the state yeah. or you're somewhere, and it's it, and we finally were able to figure it out. And we went to a diner just before this. We had to waddle back up here. I went. I just wanted to get a regular old grilled chicken sandwich with honey mustard on the side. Those of you who have eaten with me know I'm I'm a creature of habit. And Matt's looking at the menu, and he goes. What what's the ultimate French toast? <laughs> and sure enough, eight thousand calories later, oh we're waddling God. out of there. And I I think we did good though, didn't we? It was a uh, it was a gargantuan task. Was he, it was that that food was serious. Were you expecting that big of a tower of food? No, I, I was not. It was three really big uh, pieces <laughs> of French toast. It was like and thick. Then, like, there were layers of like mm-hmm. different sauces and like. Mm-hmm. All this whipped cream. She gave us a. She came up with like a second bowl she of did. whipped cream for each of us. Oh my god! The greatest sentence I've ever heard in my life. Is do you guys want more whipped cream? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Of yes. course I do. <laughs> yes. Why would I not? Yeah, and we're just talking the whole time about like, just okay. It was just indulgent. It's not. It was, it was mega indulgent. Is God like mad at us? <laughs> there were some, some fruits on it. There were some fruits on it. It was a little too it. sweet, to be honest. I feel like too much sugar was put in it. I, you know, I would do it again. I have done things like that before, <laughs> and I will do them again, no doubt about it. I'll do it. It took me 25 years to conquer the uh, the ultimate, um, the French ultimate French toast, toast and yeah. if I make it another 25, I'll try it again. Judging by how good that was, I don't know if that'll happen. Yeah, I don't have any immediate craving for having that again. (laughs) No, I'm pretty satisfied. It was insanity. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Master of comedy. What's our prompt for tonight? Hey, everybody! Welcome to the All Serious Very Adult Podcast, where we uh, we like to break it down, but we also like to have some fun. And uh, so we like to do debates in the beginning of our show. Debates that I am always prepared for. 100%. 100% of the time. And uh, this episode of the All Series Very Adult Podcast will feature the question of... Which genre of music would be best to take over a presidential cabinet? What? 
Okay, so performers from that genre. Yeah, so instead of like Republican, Democrat, an entire genre of music would be like players from there would have to inhabit the Oval Office or or Congress or, uh, yeah. Huh. Suck my ass, Andy. Um, Okay. Uh, I know what I'm going with. Because I have one too. And, uh, yeah. and actually, maybe I'm not so great for this because it's only one joke instead of multiple ones. <laughs> well, do you want to hit us with I it? I just wanted to say that Snoop Dogg would be great for the Department of Agriculture. <laughs> That's all I have. That's all I got. I'll, I can moderate if you want me to. Do you uh, do you have one in mind that might be? I mean, if I'm gonna pick who would you Sean, vote right? for? Yeah, I pro- probably some like something like classical musicians. I feel like. If you put like intelligent people <laughs> in positions of power, it probably works out well. Mm. And people that have to study like to understand concepts of classical music, yeah, are probably pretty good. Okay, I feel like jazz musicians might not be a great idea for certain reasons, just because like See, that was know. gonna be mine. <laughs> yeah, 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 go for <laughs> but it. But I have go my reasons. No, no, I have reasons. I can do it. It's gotta be a debate, though. So. I think. Yeah. yeah so uh, you want to call it moderator? Uh, yeah. Debate away, but I will say this. Okay. Kesha is in Mensa. Okay, you go. <laughs> is in Mensa? Is she yeah. a classical she's musician? A, no, 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 no. She she's like, very smart. Yeah, she yeah, is. She's a she's, Apparently, she's, she's like super Her music smart. doesn't reflect that. She did it. That It was like all she algorithmic to make music. money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like it well, was it was definitely thing. effective party music. Yeah. I mean, like. She yeah, made a ton things. of money. Yeah, true. Like, that's. All right. I think you have to be smart on some level to make that kind of decision i don't know all i know is i'm voting for jazz musicians okay okay my vote you're going with the classical music classical musicians okay tradition dictates that the guest gets to choose if they go first or not what um i'm gonna go second okay okay mike the ball's in your court um people of america i'm gonna put 10 minutes on the timer just heed my word as that's what that's what people that are campaigning for president say, right? Uh, Heed my word. <laughs> I think the last person to say that was Truman. I think they say lend lend me thy ear. Lend me thy ear. Okay, so we're not voting for Shakespeare people. We're voting for jazz musicians. Things are getting a little bit tense up in the White House, I would say these days, maybe. You know? I just want to also want to point out nobody votes on the cabinet. Okay, but we are in this universe. <laughs> okay, in a, in a, they are one hundred percent appointed. Look, in this in this scenario, we live in a society. Okay, <laughs> tell me more about our society, Mike. We live in a society run by jazz musicians, and I'll tell you, things are getting real tense in the White House, and uh, you know, things could just they, they they could be a little less tense. You know, and what's a little less tense than just a nice little... Gotcha. You're in. <laughs> See? <laughs> I told you it's infectious. You're not going to... Could you imagine that uh, that State of the Union address? That'd be a rockin' time. These are all just going to be concerts. <laughs> it's all going to be concerts every time. But I don't know. You get a bunch of jazz musicians, and they're going to be like, first off, they're not for war. They're not going to do it. It, I, I just don't feel like it's going to happen. And as you were saying before, there's some obvious reasons that they can uh, be very effective as leaders. But I think, first off, they're going to uh, legalize it. You know, yeah. jazz yes. cigarettes, uh, as they say. It's in the name. 
It's in the name. And, uh, yeah, they're going to legalize it, and I think everyone's just going to be a little bit happier. Um, and every radio station is going to have way too much muffled bass. <laughs> so, uh... Because our car radios are physically incapable <laughs> of reproducing the deep, deep bass produced by a big jazz band bassist. I lost it. I'm big sorry. jazz, which is the... Uh, big jazz. All the people that are against <laughs> this are like... <laughs> they're like that's, uh, that's who's running for president. We gotta take... Big jazz. Yeah, we gotta take down big jazz because, you know, they're, they're taking over everything. They're putting jazz big cigarettes jazz. in school lunches and, you know, it's, it's a whole mess. <laughs> But yeah, uh, vote for jazz musicians uh, next November. Uh, a car in every garage and a joint in every mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Jazz strong. It's <laughs> the fucking worst callback. All night long. <laughs> I don't even remember episodes that reference. So, uh... What what say you? This is a weak one, Mike. <laughs> this is a strong one. I don't feel yeah, I don't feel too strongly about this debate. I just feel like <laughs> we've done better. You don't believe yeah. in the democratic process? Well, um, maybe. I mean classical classical musicians, as far if I'm gonna pick a genre of music. I think that they're people they seem to be pretty intelligent, dialed in people. And, like, they'll probably be uh, poignant with time and try to do things efficiently. I would just imagine that. I don't know. That might have no, no bearing in reality. Yeah. I've never had that, any in-depth, like, relationship with the classical community of music. Like, music but I think that almost music. lends to it, where you're like, they're almost a mysterious force. Yeah, so I just imagine, like, because it's like they can just produce such, like, I can't organization with things. so many people it's like i was like okay <laughs> i guess they would be able to efficiently run some complicated processes maybe mm-hmm. that's a Something very like good that. point that's that's the only reason why i pick classical it's it's a and you know they have the uh they jazz musicians don't have the uniform whereas classical musicians they they uh they all have the wigs, the powdered wigs, the fancy, the puff, the puffy they shirts. Could. They could, yeah. You know, so they're organized. You see them, and you're like, these guys are serious. They'll bring. Why pow- am I helping? They'll bring. We always do that. They'll bring powdered wigs back to Washington. They will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, we're going original. We're going original politician. Throwback uniforms. Throwback uniforms. Because <laughs> you know, uh, Jerry Seinfeld had a thing where it's in the Throwback future. Everyone wears the same policy. <laughs> Everyone wears the same thing in the future. Yeah. That's that's their policy. They're progressing toward the future. Everyone uh, wears the same thing. Uh-oh. But I don't know about that. <laughs> I think some semblance of individualism is really important. I mm. think that's... But that's... I don't know how much that needs to be a political thing. That's got to be protected politically. Like freedom, freedom of speech in I th- general. Yeah, I feel like this is something that the Mean Girls would put forward in their presidential campaign. <laughs> <laughs> we wear pink every day. I know that from Brianna's episode. Yeah. <laughs> we got a crash course in a crash course in on Mean Girls. Girls, so now I get to reference it and people are like, Oh, you saw Mean Girls? And I'm like, Yep. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh what where did that idea come from that in the future everyone wears the same jumpsuit with the floating rings? I don't know, but Jerry Seinfeld pointed it out. He said that uh they in Star Trek they're all wearing the same thing. Anytime you see aliens coming down, they're all wearing in that Star- same silver in suit. Star- in Star Trek, that's the uniform of the of Starfleet. Yeah, but they're all wearing the same thing. Yes, but it's a uniform. Because <laughs> they're like a they're military are they semi like a military? 
Yeah. It's like, like a NASA type thing. Yeah. Future NASA. It, yeah. Like that's a, like why is everyone wearing the same thing in the Jetsons is a better question. Fair enough. Because that's a society but that's not that is like a society. A military. <laughs> have you or guys like some sort of in, Yeah. Yeah, I I have no idea. I don't know how to characterize oh, um, that. Classical wins. Wow. I had to I had to end it before we go on to the next part of our Who could have guessed so, that our guest would have won? Yeah. That's <laughs> Did I blow out the microphone with that? I, I normally do it like all the way over here so I don't I don't even see the waveform. Okay. It was pretty good. It was either way I could I I will just lower it in post. It's in there. All right. <laughs> uh welcome back everybody. Welcome to uh, round 1. Of the auditions for our new co-host, um, I am Mike Pridgen, and unfortunately, uh, Andy Kirkwood will not be joining us anymore. Uh, but we're going to have a new host for season three. So uh, we're we're secretly running auditions. <laughs> we're secret we're secretly, secretly running auditions, and our first audition is going to be Thomas Cartagena. It's me again to destroy this fucking podcast. Wait, are we all the curse on here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Say whatever shit. you want. Full the fact that you're here lube right lube. now at all means that you're doing more than Andy. <laughs> let me lube up my vocal cords. Let me just, let me just real quick. I just want to confirm with Andy, just so we have like recorded evidence that he's fired. That. Hey, real quick, Andy. Just just so we're we're clear, you're you're coming over, right? I am not. <laughs> why why not? We're, we're recording. Because I told you I would not be coming over. Because <laughs> I am tired. He's fucking lying. He, he's lying. Okay, no, that, that's that's fine. Um, enjoy enjoy your rest. <laughs> enjoy your permanent Goodbye. vacation. Goodbye. You heard it here. I can't even believe. He's fucking gone, and you know it. You're that never gonna see. That was completely unscripted. Never gonna see I Andy. I didn't call him expecting anything. <laughs> I just was like, you know what? I'm gonna call him, and he's probably gonna say, oh, you know, I'm just not really fit. No, he was just like, I don't care. He's like, yeah, this 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 thing sucked anyway. I don't want to be here. I just want to <laughs> live my so life on the beach. Project man. Uh, so before we go too far into the fashion choices of the Jetsons. Matt, why don't yes. you tell our audience a bit about who you are and what you do? I am a chiropractic student and I'm a musician. And I've been going to chiropractic school for about three years now. And I'm about to move into the stage of my education where I'm going to be working on patients in the outpatient clinic. I've just passed a part one board last quarter, which included all the basic sciences pathology microbiology anatomy physiology um biochemistry all sorts of things and uh then i i passed a class where we had all like seven diagnosis classes all put together called oski exam and then like i passed those two things so now i'm moving into basically towards the end of my education maybe a year year and a half left and uh i've been out there i've been playing music i've been playing the bass and singing. And that's what I've been doing for the last like three years. So you have a real job. Real job. Well, it's, I'm just a student. Like I'm busy. But that leads to a, to real, have job. a real job. 
Yeah, I'm going to have a real job. We do a podcast. Nerd! <laughs> Look, you've been financially stable and responsible. No, that's, it's super awesome that it's, because you found two things that you really enjoy. And that's a rare thing in, in any, any field is to yeah. find not only a career that you can find passion in, but like a hobby that not only are you passionate about, but you're really good at. And it's, this is just another one of the many people I'm bringing in here that are way more talented than I am. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever I every single person that we have is way better than we are in everything. That's yeah. And it, I, I want to share some of your stuff um, on the stream after this. Um, but yeah, Matt is a musician based currently in Atlanta. So uh, tell tell me about some of the projects that you've been up to. Well, I've been involved with a couple of live projects and one recording project, and but um, so I the first thing that I, I got involved with was I started going to these jams about ten minutes from my house, and a lot of uh, Atlanta musicians would come by and we'd play and met some people and just started playing more and ended up having a guitar player ask me if he wanted to well he needed a bass player and he wanted a more consistent bass player to have around he liked my playing we played at an open mic and then i started playing with him so uh, it's just easy to get hired around there if you play around and you know how to just communicate and play Mm -hmm. simple things and from then it's just you learn the songs and you play out it's like a lot a lot of people need bass players it's easy to be a bass player good so i play in a blues trio which um has like just a drummer a guitar player and singer and then i play bass and then i play in mostly grateful dead cover band that yeah i i love it because i'm I'm a big dead fan and uh, i i saw you put that up and i'm like yes this is it's it's so good because it like we were talking about this earlier because you were saying you know the dead music it's not like super complicated but that's not the point of it the point of it, 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 it's it's creating more so. Oops, it's creating a feeling um, where you can because everyone complains, oh, the songs are too long or they're repetitive. No, they're just giving you like an outlet to be like, I'm just gonna live in this song for a little bit. Yeah, and it gives you time as a musician if you're like if you want to mess around and like come up with stuff, mm-hmm. it gives you just like a lot of pocket to just do that. You can try so. stuff. Yeah, so it gives you time, and, mm-hmm. and the dead never played the songs the same way twice. No, you can't. So you can play the songs however you really want to mm-hmm. play them. Yeah, and it's that's that's one thing that's nice about playing mm-hmm. that music. Um, you can't play a thirty-eight minute song the same way twice. Yeah, and we Unless don't really, really play aim. We do like maybe ten, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we'll do like a three-four minute jam, and we'll mm-hmm. break it up with verses of a song, and we'll look at each other and communicate that. Which is, so. I, I think, a lot of non-musicians don't understand that it's. It's a language. Yeah. It's when you get up, it's not like everyone's coming with their own like preset thing. Yeah, you practice, but playing an instrument alone and playing an instrument with somebody is way different. Two different things completely. I didn't play with anybody until about a year into playing the guitar and I felt like I was holding an instrument I'd never held before. Mhm. Yeah, there's and a it, lot of there's a lot of nonverbal communication mm-hmm. definitely that goes on when you're playing music and uh, I'm still working on that a lot, and I think that's something that you can always get deeper into that language. I think jazz musicians, like you said, are really good with that nonverbal communication. Oh, yeah. You have to be. That might be useful, like politically, like you were, saying, <laughs> you were talking about that earlier in the debate. It might be. Like, uh, I mean, there, there are reasons why that makes sense. So Every hearing in Congress is completely silent. They're just all looking at each other, just shooting glances. Yeah. 
They're like they all come with their instruments and just like <laughs> random licks at each other, like how they feel about like. But that wouldn't do anything. Yeah. I'm super curious about that nonverbal communication stuff, but we are an audio format, so <laughs> I don't know if right now is the best time to talk about that. Yep. But kind of mention it. That's yeah. It. Well, I think it is because it's it's important because yeah, when you're not hearing something. Body language is, is really important. Body language yeah. is a lot of our language as humans anyway, which is why, yeah. you know, when we say something or we're moving, I'm Italian, so my hands are just mm-hmm. on their own. Yeah. You almost it's... punched the shit out of your laptop <laughs> just two seconds yeah. ago. And it's, it's, it's funny where you say, you know, a bassist is, is really, um, you know, you get a lot of work as a bassist because everyone plays the guitar. I you know I play the guitar, but if you're a drummer or a bassist, you can you can find work, and it people also don't realize that the bass and the drums are the two most important parts of any song that have them in it. Well, yeah, I think well the drums are the rhythmic backbone. Mm. Yeah, and then bass bass like connects notes and harmony to rhythm. Yeah, and so I think bass is like kind of like glue between the like the mid-range harmony and all mm-hmm. the like kind of like the movement of where the melody is going to go and things like that and it also branches together with the drums so i think bass is important as a glue instrument and then like guitar of course is like an upfront kind of instrument mid-range mm-hmm. sometimes used for more chords sometimes it's used more percussively mm-hmm. it's there to give it drums, an accent drums are backbone yeah <laughs> and then everything else is like a lot mm-hmm. of other things are just like yeah. uh melodic instruments and stuff yeah, the guitar gives it the accent. It gives it the uh, the attitude, I guess. You know, it's like, well, this is what we are now. Here's who we are. You know, behind it, and it's, I don't know, it's 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 a cool thing. And you were saying earlier how you were working with very simple lines, just like you know, five notes, one by one, just to see like where they would come from. And you were saying that you were like harmonizing around them. Yeah, well, even like different ways of stacking notes and pentatonic scales mm-hmm. which are like just the first scales that you normally learn when you're playing the guitar or bass yeah and then just but learning to stack those in different ways kind of breaks you out of your patterned playing into new kind of shapes for you to like explore mm-hmm. and that's kind of like the kind of thing that i what i'm working on right now just I- expanding what kind of things that i can go to in different keys and different patterns and yeah yeah it's kind of an exploration. It's just an exploration process. It's, it's important. It's really good because, I you know, I've been playing for 10 years, so there are times where I, I hear a song that I really want to do, and I, mm-hmm. it's something that's complicated, and I get into it, and I'm doing all these really complicated things, and I don't really think about where the notes came from or how the thing got written at all, which that's is, it's, it's important. And yeah, when you do something like that, it, just a simple exercise where you're like, I'm going to take these five notes, and I'm going to go somewhere up, I'm going to go somewhere down, and you start walking around it and you come up with something you maybe wouldn't have before because you were stuck on one melody. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's something good for, like, teachers, like you were saying before, where you're teaching rather than here's a full sentence, I'm going to teach you the words inside of it and you can use them <clears throat> however however you'd like. Hmm. So it's good. Yeah. It's like how we learn phrases before we learn sentences. Mm-hmm. Like, just music is like that. More stuff. Yeah, Andy I mean. is a savant pianist, and he's—I know he's really humble about it. But it, I'm actually going to bring the piano out right now, 
And what, oh, what yeah? Were you be for? I knew, I know one song, and I forgot it seven years ago. <laughs> but he's really, really good at that song. And it's like, no, I wasn't. Absolutely. It was just so some, some dumb folk song you teach everyone when they first start playing piano. <laughs> I'm reminded of the Austin Vogel episode right now because it's just two musicians talking shop and i'm here listening to two neuroscientists trying to and we're doing the same thing tomorrow oh god another musician <laughs> what are you doing to me mike this one i see i was just i'm gonna have to start pulling my own like i'm gonna have to start finding writers and stuff to bring on here so i have someone to talk to you're welcome to bring anybody I, see i don't know any human beings i wasn't even thinking about recording and then i i'm like holy shit matt is like super talented not only do i like because i wanted to hang out with you anyway because it's been a long time. I've known Matt for a very, very long time. We were in Scouts together, what, 2001? Yeah. Something like that. You were like my first friend Early here. Early elementary school, yeah. Yeah. You were like my first friend here. And speaking of being able to find people, you know, when, when you're a bassist, being able to find work. When I was younger, I used to make videos. And I wanted to put on shows and everything. And... People were not so easy to come by, so I just used my my friends who were around me. I don't know if you remember any of this, but you were so beyond um, gracious with me to lend me your time and be in my stupid projects. Dude, I did that stuff kid. when I was when we were kids. I totally remember doing that stuff. It was I still I have all the tapes. I still have I have every. Eventually, I will resurrect them, but it's. Uh, when I was a kid, I would I would have my friends do these these videos with me, and they meant the whole world to me. It like set my the whole tone for my creative life going forward. I'm, so you were a huge part of that. I don't know if you're aware, but cool. Yeah, I'll have to see those. i yeah. very curious to see these too. This is stuff from long before I even knew you. Yeah. So it's uh just stuff we just put on shows in our basement. Uh, in my basement, sometimes we would just do a parody of like something that was on tv at the time or we just yeah, have yeah. some kind of like funny idea to do but it's it we again yeah it really it's it's put the fire in my belly i'm like you know this is something that i want to i want to do so when, when did you uh what what called you to music well when i was 14 i started playing the bass with um some friends they needed a bass player Mm-hmm. And they started teaching me how to play the bass as I was, like, in this band. Yeah. And that was it. It was a metal band. And that was that was how I started. Learning I remember bass seeing guitar pictures players. from it. We had the crazy hair yeah, at the time. Yeah, I, I had long hair. And I did, uh, did something called School Rock, which we did, like, themed music shows. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which your brother does now. For it. Well, he, my brother yeah. actually is in something called Zach Academy of Music, which is... Right. Yeah. Yeah, two, yeah two friends named zach who talent runs in the family really amazing musicians who run a performance mm. program for kids that are like teenagers young teenagers and like some that are about 20s like young 20s i went to see him a few times who justin yeah yeah it's Great i keyboard player. and you know i wasn't expecting it to be like you know an elementary school chorus or something but i'm like all right you know it'll be a show with ki- no no not even close these I was sitting there, my jaw was just gaping. These Dude, kids are kids, incredible. They're kids, but they're they're amazing. Musicians. Yeah, they could outplay a lot of professionals. Mm. Wow. I, I will never again think they're kids, but like it, like these are kids and they're incredible. Like how insane! Yeah, 
Amazing it? musicians, yeah. these kids. And he's so nervous, too, but he's so good. He's very <laughs> critical of himself, but yeah. he's, I think he's an amazing player. That's, and as crea- Are you critical he, of yourself? I am critical of myself, but yeah. not to a crippling degree. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a balance. I'm, cri- hard I'm, I'm critical of myself to the point that I know that I'm, I have so much more growth to do, and I'm really not even that gr- like great of a bass player. It's just the matter. It's a matter of I just want to. I need to put more time into the, my craft if I want to be better, and that's and that's always how it's going to be. But I play things I like, and yeah. I play with people that like I like to play with. So it's like everything's going fine with it. Yeah. It's just that I I feel like I could be better. So it's not like I'm self critical in it any i feel like overwhelming sense hmm. but i feel like my brother just needs to let like sometimes people need to just allow themselves to just be creative and it's just like it's a balance it's a big yeah. balance because i i find myself sometimes being very overcritical of like what yeah. i write mm-hmm. or it's you know so, yeah pretty much yeah because you're a writer as well yeah i was in rethinking a different form. We, we did some auditions last night and I was rethinking literally every word I had written on that page because it's yeah. different when you say it out loud just like it's different when you're playing a guitar in your room and mm-hmm. playing a guitar with a band yeah. it's different when, when it happens out loud everything works in my head and then it mm-hmm. does not work when you have auditions going yeah. on so bless you you have found the balance <laughs> did we just well, prematurely think... announce our upcoming project I write a lot of things that don't happen <laughs> we'll talk about it later yeah, um, you're gonna. So basically, I don't want to replace Andy as a character. I just want to replace Andy as a person. Hey, Mike, I'm back from vacation. <laughs> I took I took the oil off my body, and I'm ready to come back. <laughs> so the mannerisms are perfect. You're doing great. So I just I want everyone who's gonna be auditioning today uh, will be. I, I I'm I'm looking for accuracy. I'm looking for mannerisms. I'm looking for uh, smell. I just want authentic, true Andrew Timothy Kirkwood. A real whiff of Andy. A real whiff of, mm. of the K, you know? What are some things Andy's like? Andy likes, Mike? Tell me. The things that Andy likes is uh, making me upset. All right. Um, Got that covered. Andy does not like cheese. Okay, let's, let's start there. So I'm ordering a pizza, okay? Uh, hey Andy, I'm I'm ordering a pizza. I think I'm gonna get a, a an extra cheese pizza. How do you feel about that? Can I just get, get the pizza with no cheese, just bread? <laughs> it's a little too spicy for me with the cheese. I, perfect. And end scene. <laughs> Cut. Brilliant. We done. Perfecto. One that was just incredible. Um, there's um he also likes talking about. You love the fucking tiger one, bro. They still make zoo books? Is that a thing? Oh. That comes out? That was like ads when I was like like a fat little baby. Yeah, I was there. (laughs) It's uh, Animorphs. That's what it was. (laughs) So if I list off animals, you have to be able to tell me whether or not that animal was featured in an Animorphs uh, novel. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite, the second season, the first book, yeah, my favorite one was The Tiger with Phil. He was so, so good. So, I, I think, I think you're going to do great. I think you just need to... Are you uh, making fun of me? No, Are no, I'm not making me? fun of you. I, I think this is going very well. I just think, next next time you come in now with this knowledge that yeah. I have imparted on you, uh-huh. you can now go home and you can study, and then when you come back, we can, uh, you'll be 
tip top. I need to become Ray. I need to become the, the leopard that Ray was. <laughs> I think the principle of like being prolific but not specific is like a good concept about Ooh, that. Because okay. like putting out a lot of stuff but not necessarily making it all perf perfect or perfection. Yes. But like that kind of like gets out more of like what you want about a theme. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to go after something. You can just kind of like put out a lot yeah. about it. And if you don't like the stuff, just trash it. But I think if you just allow it to just come out, it's probably better to just work with what comes out than... Yeah. And then you can dig through what yeah. you made. You know, you just write a bunch of stuff that, you know, maybe it's not all great, but you find a little piece in there or a little paragraph where you're like, or, or a little line or a melody, whatever it might be that says, I think this is good. This is, this is something I could build off of. Yeah. From here. I need to learn how to do what you were talking about because I'm very much work on it until it's as good as I can possibly get it, which means I don't finish a lot of things. Well, that can be a good thing too. It's just you yeah. it's just a matter of going a little bit more towards yeah. the medium, happy medium about it, right? We talked a bit about this on our one-on-one -on -one episode last season. Prolific but not specific. That's no. we're going to we're going to start selling t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a piece of advice I got. I mean, hey, I think it's good. That's good. So it's good. Repeat it. Good. Worth repeating. <laughs> <laughs> just start doing stuff eventually yeah. it's just gonna work yeah exactly and then you get more natural with just even the basic process even if what you're putting out isn't the, ultimately the final product you want and then you start to get closer and closer just by the process there's a um there's a book called how to write funny by scott dickers um he works i don't know if he still works in the uh second city chicago but he talks about and i've talked about this on the show before there's uh two parts of our brain as a, as a comedy writer, but you could apply this anywhere where there's a um, an editor who knows where everything's supposed to go, how it's supposed to fit together, but he's not particularly um, creative. And then there's the clown who is very creative, but almost so much so to his own detriment. And everyone has two of those, and one of them is always above the other when you really need a balance. Um so and I, I think that's where where you say you know prolific but not specific. That's where the the clown comes in, and you just pop off. You say whatever you want to say. You get it out. You get that um you know that that free flowing free association is what it is, and then you put it down for a week, and then you come back to it and you're like, all right, it's time to analyze this yeah. and look at it for what it is. And I, I've done that before in the past, and I, you know, I'll get some stuff out of it. Andy has seen my notes; it's a mess in there. I just type what I think, and I go back later and I fix everything and I pull it out. The ramblings of a madman. Mm -hmm. But then there are times where I will have a joke in mind, and I can't figure out how to word it because I'm stuck on that one premise, and I don't want to move forward until I have that one perfect. But that doesn't it doesn't work that way. I don't think. Sometimes it does. Every once in a while, you get hit with, "Okay, this is a perfect joke. I'm in. Good. Yeah. Gone. Send it out. A thousand likes. It's on." Uh, but then there are some where I'm just sitting with it, and it'll sit in my notes for a year, mm -hmm. and I don't touch it. And then yeah. I come back. I'm like, "Oh, that. Okay, that's how I finish it. Boom. Gone." Yeah, yeah that's good though. I know it's that. a good approach. I've got like, I've got like dozens of ideas, and I have no idea how to even approach them. Yeah. So they just sit in notes on my phone or on my computer. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll like start to tackle something, and then I, I like I run out of steam that day, and it's like, and it's over. Yeah, yeah. I don't have steam anymore. We I were both have... out of steam yesterday, 
Today I have steam. Yeah. Yesterday I had nothing. I oh, that's nothing great. Left. Can I have some? <laughs> <laughs> Does that happen with music? Because that'll happen with me. I'm not quite a, a writer of songs, but I know you are. Do you ever come up with like just a line or a melody where you're like, oh, that's perfect for something that I wrote before. Here's a riff. I have a lot of things that just float out in space for a while. They're just like random little things. Yeah. And then sometimes I'll just come back to it and I'll immediately know what the next part is going to be in something. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't happen a lot. And sometimes I write something that ends up going with something else from before, but that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think any time that I've talked with someone that writes, like off air, because I don't, we really haven't talked about it that much on air, which is why I'm trying to get a writer on here. But all all the writers I know are far away. Um, it mm. there's no one way to approach writing. Like everyone wants to have one method or one answer, but it it doesn't exist. Yeah, we yeah. can't have if there's not a balance. I don't think there's going to be as good of a variety of things. Yeah, there's, um, I think there's uh, obviously a million ways to write, but there are two major, there's two major schools of thought that come to my head. There's the um, early J.K. Rowling type where you have a full timeline, you've got everything planned out, you know exactly what's going to happen to who and when and why and where, and then, you know, you just go to Twitter for five years after you're all done everything. Or there's the Orson Scott card route where he forgets the stuff that he wrote 30 years ago and has to rely on his fans to fact check him. <laughs> That's such an interest. They, they could just, like, uh, what's a retcon? A bunch of things that he, they just wanted to happen and he'll just write it. <laughs> <laughs> They're basically, he's writing he's, his own fan he fiction. He does put a lot of power in the hands of, like, his most... Um, uh, prominent fans, I guess. He's writing his own fan fiction. <laughs> like True. some two characters that are not supposed to be together in a relationship are now suddenly like madly in love. Yeah, and then I guess there's the uh, Stephen King route also where you write literally everything <laughs> and even if it's a thousand pages... Everything becomes a hit. Yes, because he's Stephen King. Has he written a flop? Um, I'm like sure a released flop? I, I'm sure he's written things that he's not released, but... Uh, he's he's written stuff that he doesn't remember writing because mm. cocaine wrote it. Uh, like I think that's another method to writing cocaine. Um, different methods, different results. There you go. I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not super into Stephen King to know if there's anything that um like was a flop. You know, we got a story about a pandemic that takes over the world. We got a story of a, a clown that sh- shape shifts and everything. Was yeah, there ever like? The- a sad cowboy, maybe, who was like really into knitting, I don't but know. like his Close family didn't ca- like him. Get the cowboys of that. He like webs time warps. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, everything Stephen. I love that everything Stephen King has written is part of a shared universe too. Is it? Yeah, it's all connected really? by the Dark Tower series. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't realize. I had no it. idea. Yeah, Stephen King was. I uh, need to actually read Stephen King at some point. He's a giant concept album. He's a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Produced by Pink Floyd, I think that would be a pretty, uh, pretty solid album. I'd listen to it. What or are your, King uh... Diamond? Jeez. <laughs> if it's because it's like just makes more sense for mm. like the content matter. I feel like. Oh yeah, and it's it works with his name too. It does. So Stephen King, yeah. King Diamond. <laughs> Stephen King Diamond. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Which is either that or a really bad mashup between Stephen King and Neil Diamond. <laughs> Singing Sweet Caroline about, about it. That's a sewer clown. Ba, ba, ba. I am really scared right now. Bum, bum, bum. Everyone's already tuned out. We can talk about whatever we want now. That book is like a thousand pages. Is it? It's super fucking long. It's a good thing they made a movie because I'm not reading a thousand pages on nothing. It has to be two movies. Well, it's one movie of the same. Did they do a different thing in this remake? Um, the remake. The remake. The the uh, remake. The 2017 film is part one, and the movie that's coming out this year next year is part two. Oh, there's a new one. New yeah. one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because the second part of the story is the kids come back to the town because it has resurfaced. Uh, Why would they not just stay away? I've never seen it, so maybe it's important. They made, they made a vow that if it ever returned, they would come back and kill it. Dumbasses. <laughs> They're young. They have their whole lives ahead of them unless they decide to fight a shape-shifting clown. Then they don't have their lives ahead of them. Yeah, Shape-shifting uh, clown demons are one of my notes. It's one of my <laughs> things I won't do. I wouldn't do that. Not doing it. I'm not involved. I won't be involved in that. Oh, my whole town is going to get sucked in by no, some magical force? Sorry. I would leave town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm going to Atlanta. I... <laughs> I'm going to be a chiropractor. I'm I really need to... Really good music. I really need to coordinate with uh, Struggle City and get on their book podcast so I can just get all of this out of my system and well, maybe focus it, on comedy. Maybe if Dave hears this, we can, uh, we'll get him back on and we'll, we'll have him talk about his, uh, his writing. Hey Dave, if you're listening to this one, which I hope you fucking are, because I'm listening to your shit. <laughs> if you're listening to this one, Dave. Support local artists, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of supporting local artists, uh, well, I mean, now we have uh, international appeal, because we're being watched in Finland and India, and yeah. uh, uh, there's more. Have there's I, a bunch I, more. I Japan. Ever, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but the moment we recorded an episode with a pretty girl is when someone started listening from India. <laughs> they, it, they had their, their spider senses started tingling. They just jumped into her DMs. Everybody from all continents yeah. jumped into her DMs. But um, yeah, speaking of supporting artists, uh, where where do we find you? Where's your uh, what projects are you in? Where's your Instagram stuff? I don't have an Instagram. How do we stalk you? Good on I'm in. I play in a band called the Michael Preston Band. This okay. episode will be coming out around the 22nd, I think. Okay. I have no idea why. Yeah, probably something like that. And I also play in a band uh, around Atlanta called All My Friends Are Dead. <laughs> it's Grateful That's Dead so band. so good. I yeah. love that name. So, um, All My Friends Are Dead and Michael Preston Band, and that's what I'm playing with right now. So, uh been pretty good that's yeah, awesome that's been it you know shows coming up i the day i go back so on saturday the day i go back to uh georgia is the first day i have a gig when i go back so uh, that'll have already happened by the time this comes out yeah that night that night i but if you were there <laughs> yeah well i'll be playing some blues and i'm just trying to learn to reharmonize it on the bass so that i can add cool chords <laughs> that's so that's subtly so cool. add like yeah. some more layers to, um, to the notes and stuff. So, but then uh, yeah. So I will. Uh, I'll share the links out to all that. I'll find them uh, as I do. Uh, you can find us at ASVA Pod anywhere you can find fine content. 
Um, the All Serious Very Adult Podcast airs Mondays at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is that our time slot? Yes, it is. I just wake up and it's on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I set it for 8 a.m. because that's uh, generally when I get to work, so I have something to listen to when I get there. You to listen see to your own voice up. at work? I do too, actually. I just realized I... <laughs> I, I listen to it because I'm... I'm critical. I'm like, well, d- what did I mess up? Oh, on? you want to make sure you didn't. So I listen to it like eight times, and then I notice the thing that I messed up on, and it bothers me forever. So I, I should probably never listen to it. No, 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 that's but... fine. It's quality control. <laughs> yeah, but the quality never gets controlled. I can't go back and fix it. It's already out. People can, have seen it. You can do that. Yeah, you can fix something and then re-upload it. This, this is this is a Matt Supnick episode. This is not an us episode. <laughs> this is, it's never about us, aside from the one that was about us. But the rest of them are not about us. Please, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share everything out. Matt does not have an Instagram. I'm gonna put up a petition to make him have one so we can follow him more closely. Matt, thank you so much uh, for for sharing this time and this day uh, with me. And I hope you come back soon. Uh, so we can hang out more. Yes, I will be back in the fall and winter. And that'll year. be bulking season. We can hit that French toast again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think about it. I'm, st- I'm like still in like a little bit of like food coma. I'm going to ooze And a it's been bit many hours already. It has. We did it at like 6 o'clock. It's like... And now we're back. Uh, it's been three weeks... Uh, it's been three weeks since I saw you, Tom. How's it going? Not good. Not good? <laughs> you've been living as Andy, I've heard, for the last few weeks. You've been shadow- Excuse me. You've been shadowing him at his job. Thing so you've moves. literally been hiding in the shadows. I know his musk. So, you, you know, you, you've, you've seen the disdain that he has for me. The sweat. The Whenever he looks at you, you've seen when when he looks at me, just the pure hatred that overtakes him. Clenching his fist, he's very upset. Scratches the table. Yeah, Mike, I love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> See, because what what happens this is a little behind the scenes for the people who don't know at home. Because a lot of people, we, we like to say on the show, oh, you know, we've been best friends for fifteen years. Oh, that's not true. We don't talk at all. With this knowledge that you've you've taken in over the last three weeks, yeah, are, are you, do you think you're ready to be Andy? I think I'm ready to be Andy. Okay, so we're gonna do a little test. Right? I'm gonna set the scene. Yeah, I I'm sitting here. You you know you sh- guest is already here. Yeah, you're rolling in. Yeah, and um, I say, hi Andy, how how are you doing, good friend? What's I want happening? bread pizza. <laughs> I want animals. <laughs> <laughs> I need oil on my body. Yeah, this is sort of sliding I like that you're room. taking direct quotes <laughs> from episodes. <laughs> this is this is great. I um, it's like Andy's really here. It's it's like he's really here. It's it, I can't tell the difference. I can't either. The only difference I can tell is that you're just incredibly handsome. <laughs> And the thing is, Andy is too, but I just, now I see him and I look into his eyes and all I see is, is just anger, furious Fury. anger for me. You can see my disembodied head he in his eyes. He has lust. He wishes for nothing but, but my heart to stop he wants right your here in this chair so that he can harvest my flesh. And turn you into a what? And turn me into a, uh, turn me into a couch. <laughs> so that he can 
They're pretty good. Read his books on. All his animals. Uh, Thomas Cartagena. Um, all the luck to you. I uh, We will be calling you back. I better get that Let's salary. See, this is probably Andy Ooh, saying, I hope you're not auditioning placements for me. Gee whiz, I hope you're not getting Tom because he's really good at this position. That would be a shame if you took it. It'd be a real big shame if. Also, here's my resonation. Somebody who has been studying Andy in great length uh, came in and just embodied. Andy, if you can hear this, look behind you. (laughs) Jokes on you, I just laughed so you didn't see me. Thank you, Tom. Uh, We'll be be seeing you soon. And uh, that's it. (laughs) 